Hello and welcome to a new Lancet Global Health podcast. My name is Anne Roca and I am joined today by Dr. Patience Afulani, who will take us through her article published in the January 2019 issue of our journal. Dr. Afulani is an assistant professor at the University of California San Francisco School of Medicine and also an affiliate of the UCSF Institute for Global Health Sciences and the Bixby Center for Global Reproductive Health. She's originally from Ghana, where she trained in medicine and surgery before completing an MPH and PhD in public health at the University of California, Los Angeles. Her research looks at the social and health system factors underlying disparities in reproductive, maternal, neonatal, and child health outcomes, and in particular, the drivers of poor person-centered maternity care, which is the topic of her present article. So person-centered maternity care is a topic very much within our scope at the Lancet Global Health. Um, those of you who have uh, read our recently published Commission on High Quality Health Systems um, have seen that quality of care is a major obstacle to improving health outcomes and respectful maternity care is clearly an indicator of quality of care. So Dr. Afulani, you mentioned in your article that um, there is growing evidence that one of the obstacles to women seeking the presence of a skilled birth attendant or accessing a health facility to give birth is that they actually don't always see this experience of childbirth as positive and, and even fear mistreatment on the part of the caregiver. Um, until re recently, there was no standardized approach to measure person-centered maternity care, and most of what we know is from qualitative studies. So the originality of your study is that you used a validated quantitative scale to collect data on person-centered maternity care. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the scale that you used, how it captures the experience of maternity care, and your overall methodological approach for the study? Thank you, Anne, for this opportunity to discuss our manuscript. The person-centered maternity care scale, which we refer to as the PCMC scale, was developed as part of two research projects in Kenya and India to quantitatively measure women's experiences during childbirth. The objective was to develop a valid and reliable comprehensive scale that captured the different domains of PCMC. We therefore went through a very rigorous and iterative process of developing it following standard steps for scale development including literature and expert reviews to assess content validity and cognitive interviews with women to assess relevance of the questions to them and to improve the formulation of the questions. Given the complex nature of PCMC and the fact that women's reporting of their experiences is often influenced by their expectations and other contextual factors, the scale includes a mix of questions, in terms, not just in terms of domain, but in the nature of the questions. So we include very subjective questions such as whether the woman thinks she was treated with respect, which allows women to respond on the basis of whatever respect means to them as well as relatively more objective questions such as whether providers sought their consent for procedures, which represents standards of care that may or may not be important to every woman, but which provide actionable indication, indicators for interventions. It also includes items measuring more implicit aspects of PCMC, such as, for example, whether providers introduce themselves to women, all the way to more overt forms of poor PCMC, such as physical and verbal abuse. Each item on the scale has responses um, on a four-point frequency format from no, never, yes, a few times, yes, most of the time, to yes, all the time, which allows us to assess not just whether or not something happened, but the consistency with which it happened from the woman's perspective. 
The items were first administered in two surveys in Kenya, one in a rural county in western Kenya and the other in two urban counties in Kenya. This data was used for the first set of psychometric analysis, which yielded a 30 item PCMC scale, with three subscales for dignity and respect, communication and autonomy, and supportive care. The analysis demonstrated the scale has high construct and criterion validity, as well as good reliability. The PCMC scale was subsequently administered in Uttar Pradesh State in India and in a rural district in northern Ghana, which gave us cross-sectional survey data on PCMC from four different settings in three countries, using the same scale, which allows us to examine PCMC in a way that has not yet been done. All the studies included women and girls 15 to 49 years who had recently given birth in the health facility, with the longest postpartum period being nine weeks. I should caution here that because the four surveys were part of different projects with different other goals, there were some differences in the eligibility criteria, um, how women were recruited, and where interviews occurred. Also, all the surveys involved some convenience sampling within purposefully selected health facilities. Thus, we are not comparing the countries, but rather specifically women in our samples. To generate PCMC scores, we sum the responses to the individual items on the full scale and subscales. These scores can then be rescaled and normalized to 100 for ease of comparison, so that each score falls along a continuum from 0 to 100, where 0 is the worst care and 100 is the best care. Um, scores enable us to do big picture comparisons across the settings and allow for analysis of PCMC as a continuous variable. The distribution of the individual items can, however, guide programs in their needs assessments to determine what needs to be done in different settings to improve PCMC. These applications therefore guided the approach we use in the study, where we present descriptive statistics on the individual items, as well as the scores for the main scale and subscales, and then use the scores as the dependent variables in the analysis to examine factors associated with PCMC in, across the settings. Yes, you described a very uh, meticulous and, and robust process. Um, and, and you mentioned also the, the different settings in which you did your study. Um, the, the other novelty of your approach is that you examined person-centered maternity care across um, three countries and really four settings because you included Ghana, India, and both rural and urban Kenya in your analysis uh, using the same tool, which allows for contrasting some of the results. Um, those results are quite disheartening because you found that uh, person-centered maternity care was poor across settings. So what would you say are the most important findings in your study? There are three key findings from the study. The first, as you mentioned, is that across the four study settings, many women are not receiving person-centered maternity care. This is consistent with prior studies on disrespect and abuse of women during childbirth. Our results, however, extend the discussion beyond just whether or not women are mistreated to looking at women's birth experiences on a continuum. So on a scale of 0 to 100, PCMC is below 70 in all our study settings. The highest score is about 67 for the urban Kenya group, and the lowest is 52 in the rural Ghana group. We find poor PCMC manifested in subtle forms, such as providers not introducing themselves to women. 
with a proportion not, with a proportion of women reporting that providers never introduced themselves, ranging from 77% in the rural Kenya group to 98% in India. PCMCs also reported and um, manifested in more overt forms, such as verbal and physical abuse. About 16% of the women across all the samples combined reported some verbal abuse. The second key finding is that there are gaps in all the domains, dignity and respect, communication and autonomy, and supportive care. But the domain most lacking is communication and autonomy. Across the size, the score for the scores for communication autonomy is less than is less than sixty, with scores less than forty out of hundred for the Ghana and India groups. Women are not given information about their care and the opportunity to be involved in their care. For example, sixty percent of women in Ghana and sixty nine percent of women in India reported providers never explained the purpose of examinations or procedures to them. The third key finding is that the level of PCMC received by women varies by the type of facility they're delivered in and by their socioeconomic status. In general, women who received, who delivered in the lower level health facilities such as health centers reported higher PCMC than those who delivered in the higher level facilities such as the hospitals. Also, in the rural Kenyan and India groups where we have a more heterogeneous sample, we see the wealthy and employed women um, received higher person-centered maternity care than the poorer and unemployed women. These differences highlight disparities not just in PCMC, but they could be causing disparities in other outcomes, potentially disparities in use of services and in birth outcomes. So based on all that, what is the next step to try and improve person-centered maternity care? Um, what are some potential starting points and who should they be geared to? There's still much work to be done with regards to interventions to improve PCMC. And this is because the drivers of poor PCMC are complex and operate at multiple levels, including at the interpersonal level between women and healthcare providers, as well as at the health facility, health system and community levels. We therefore need interventions targeting each of these levels. Provider pre-service and in-service training is, however, a potential starting point. In many facilities, person-centered care is not something providers think about. And so a lot of poor care may be unintentional or unconscious. Providers therefore need to be trained on the importance of PCMC patient rights and on other practices that improve patient experiences. This is an important first step, but likely not sufficient, as many providers also acknowledge the importance of PCMC but don't prioritize it and often give reasons for not providing it. For example, in our work with providers in Kenya, they often cite lack of time and high workload as reasons for poor communication autonomy. Trainers therefore need to go beyond didactic sessions on importance of PCMC to helping providers see and practice how they can provide PCMC even in their constrained working conditions. Interventions also need to target the culture of health facilities. An in-service training could be a first step towards transforming the culture of health facilities. Many providers learn good practices during their training which is abandoned when they graduate because such practices are not part of the culture of the facilities they work in. One example is introducing themselves to patients, 
which some providers in our study mentioned they were taught to do in school, but don't do it because it is not a practice in their facility. If experienced providers practice person-centered behaviors, they will be modeling positive behaviors for new providers. To facilitate uptake and institutionalization of PCMC um, trainings in pre-service and in-service trainings, we will need the involvement of training institutions as well as professional bodies to integrate PCMC into their existing curriculum. Beyond training, other improvements in PCMC will need improvements to facilitate infrastructure. For example, privacy screens on walls will improve um, patient concerns about privacy and facilitate the provision of continuous support during labor and childbirth. Cleanliness, availability of beds, water, electricity will all affect the patient experience as well as the experience of the providers. And having more providers on duty will certainly reduce the patient burden on providers that might lead to um, neglect of women during labor. In addition, providers need to be motivated as well as held accountable for providing PCMC. And PCMC needs to be included as a health system priority to be able to unlock the resources within countries to address it. On the patient side, educating women on their rights, responsive and respectful care could help them advocate for better care for themselves. And general empowerment of women through formal education and access to both will enable them to advocate for themselves as well as bypass non-person-centered facilities, which could motivate more facilities to provide person-centered maternity care. Community education and dialogue between uh, communities and facilities might also help improve PCMC through mutual respect between patients and providers. Finally, interventions need to consider how to reduce or eliminate the disparities in PCMC. And so we need to be thinking about the factors that lead to poor PCMC, for example, at the higher level facilities and how we can address them. We also need to ensure that even the poorest and most powerless women are receiving dignified and respectful care. To achieve truly person-centered maternity care, we need to think about equity. And this will need a change in the culture of facilities and health systems so that everyone can receive responsive and dignified care with effective communication in a supportive environment, regardless of who you are who you know or where you go. Yes, it's really wonderful to see that such concrete recommendations arise from the results of your study, which I think um, really takes us um, one step forward um, in trying to improve quality of maternal care. Uh, Dr. Rafulani, thank you so much for being with us today.